Hi, this is Craig Valentine, host of Early to Rise Radio. Have you ever wanted to become wealthier, healthier, wiser, or just have more time to appreciate the finer things in life? On this show, we reveal what high performers are doing every day to be more successful without sacrificing their personal lives. Early to Rise Radio is sponsored by The Perfect Day Formula. Get your free copy of this game-changing success guide at freeperfectdaybook.com. Now let's get started with today's show. 2023 was a crazy year for our family, and I'm going to sum it up in seven words that are going to help you get through tough times, good times, bad times, all that sort of stuff. My name is Craig Valentine. I'm the host of Early to Rise Radio. And in this episode, what you're going to learn is the number one question you must always be asking yourself when you're setting your goals. I'm also going to teach you the number one mistake that you cannot make in 2024. I'm going to show you how I plan for 2024, how I review the previous years. I'm also going to talk to you about what I learned about baby CPR, curing heartburn, and the proudest moment of my year. All right, so let's jump into this. I always do this end of year review personally, because I've never done it as a podcast or YouTube video. And I really want to share that with you here because it's there's so many lessons in it that are going to allow you to have a better year next year. Now, not the entire year wasn't bad. Uh, you know, there was just tough times. And the funny thing is, is that people make fun of me because I usually have everything in spreadsheets and I keep my year in spreadsheets as well. I have four columns when I'm planning out my year and when I'm re- reviewing my year. And the columns go like this. The first column that I have is the people that I want to meet. The second one is books that I want to read. The third is things that I want to do. And then the fourth one is a running tally throughout the year of the things that we did. And I think it's really, really helpful for me to keep this running tally because I keep a chronological order of when people visited or things that happened with the kids or you know moments in my life. And I know when they happen in a relation to other things. And so some people keep a journal. I keep a spreadsheet. Other people just don't document it at all. And they wonder where life went. So I encourage you to think about a way that you can document your year so that you can look back at it and learn the lesson. So let's jump into that right now. The first thing that happened to start off 2023 was my mom had knee surgery, a knee replacement. And we got really lucky because she lives in Canada and the wait list there is up to two years. I happened to have met a doctor years ago through my friend Vince Del Monte. I think I met him at his wedding, at Vince's wedding. And this, uh, so my mom goes to this doctor in Canada and to get a knee, you know, checkup for, well, not in checkup, but like pre-surgery. So you have to go see the doctor years before you actually get the surgery. And he says, are you Craig's mom? Totally lucky. And she um, said, yes, I am. And that allowed us to get pushed up uh, for my mom to get surgery. And they said, we'll call you when there's an opening. And so they called right around Christmas time and said, can you come in right after New Year's? And my mom, who wanted this knee surgery, she was like, man, I don't know about this. Uh, Maybe I'll wait a little bit longer. And it's interesting because it was causing her a lot of pain and we knew that it had to happen. But when reality comes and this opportunity exists, some people just you know, we delay on it. And and I've said this many, many times, but always take the first chance available. If you're, if I'm getting booked on a podcast, I always, you know, go to somebody's calendar and I book the first call available. If I have a client who wants to call, I say, book the first call available. We need to do things fast because successful at speed. So anyways, long story short, she had the surgery. My sister was an angel and helped her through the rehab. And now my mom's knee is awesome. And we're very, very lucky. But but you really need to take that first chance available. Because if you don't take that chance, you're going to miss out 
on some things in life. So the second thing that happened is that um, we, well, my wife was pregnant and she had some morning sickness and it was tough at first. And this is where the, the seven words come in. And those seven words are an Instagram cliche that, well, I thought it was a bit of a cliche, but now it really does mean something to me. And it's remember the days we prayed for this. Remember the days you prayed for this. So I use that mantra, those seven words, when up in the middle of the night to feed the kids. And I, there were days I prayed for kids. And when you are, you know, tired in the middle of the night and you have to go make a bottle and you're, you know, the baby doesn't want to eat, but the baby's crying and you have to change diaper and all this sort of stuff. And you really just want to go back to bed. Remember the days you prayed for this. If you're in business and you have a customer complaint, remember the days you prayed for customers. If you're in the gym, you know, going through a hard exercise, remember the day the, the days that you, you know, prayed to get back to the gym. You just have to remember that you the things you're going through are the things that you want. And they will that mindset, that mantra will help you get through the tough times because you are going to go through tough times. And I think the ones that relate most are parenting. You know, when your kids are acting up, remember the days you prayed for kids. And when your business has customer complaint or a team member leaves or refund comes in, remember the days you prayed to have customers in the first place or team members in the first place to help you out. So that was, that's another big lesson that I keep in mind all the time. So then uh, we live down near Mexico and what we do is we like to go to lots of resorts. So we started off January going to a couple of resorts because the theme in our family is experiences. We don't really care for stuff very much. Uh, I will say my wife has a few shoes and some clothing a little bit more than I do. All my stuff, all my clothing is in the desk drawer behind us uh, about the six t-shirts that I own. And I've never had a fancy car. I had a Nissan Maxima for about 12 years. Then for about 10 years, I didn't have a car. And now we have some like GMC Acadia. GMC Acadia is just, I mean, it's been one of the best investments I've ever made, 12,000 bucks down here in Mexico. And, you know, we've just driven it into the ground so that we can then just, you know, take our discretionary income and we spend it on experiences and we'd have a lot of photos and videos with the kids. And that's what we'll always do. Even if we might even overspend on experiences, we know we're talking about another trip to Disney. We just got back from one. I don't care but I don't wear a watch. I have a Rolex. I gave it to my brother-in-law because, you know, because somebody gave it to me. My friend Joel Marion gave it to me. I gave it to my brother-in-law because I never wear a Rolex. Why would I need a Rolex? Because you can just look at your phone all the time to know what time it is. I don't understand watches. God bless you if you love them. So this is early January. I've looked at how much stuff we've already done in my year. Then we had the mastermind, our first mastermind meeting down here in Cancun. We have breath work session at it every single time. So we do like a day of learning, teaching, and then we have a breathwork session and we have a huge group networking dinner. And then we go and we have uh, another day of learning and everybody leaves with their 90 day plan, which I coach people on all the time. And I'll tell you what, the, the lesson there is a writer downer. The more good people you know in your life, the easier everything will be. I mean, I met my wife, Michelle, because I know a lot of good people. I make money in multiple businesses because I know a lot of good people that I've partnered with. If I didn't get out of my network, uh, introverted shell and network with people, I wouldn't have these opportunities. So the more good people that you know, the easier everything will light in life will be. And so that comes from the mastermind lesson. Then I went on to the week after that, my friend Vince Del Monte had a mastermind down here in Cancun and very fortunate that he held it down here. I could go and speak at it. One of the lessons that I taught everybody there was, this is the number one question you have to ask yourself when you're setting your goals is what's your specific definition of success? Do you want to get rich or you want to lose weight or you want to have impact? I hear those phrases all the time from people. 
But what does that really mean? What does that mean to you specifically? Because to have impact is different to you than it is for Elon Musk. To lose weight and get back in shape is different for you than it is for somebody who's 400 pounds or somebody who's 9% body fat. It's different. I need to know specifically what you want to achieve before I can build a plan for you. So what is your specific definition of success? Until you are clear on that, you won't really know which way to go. You won't really know which path to follow. So what is your specific definition of success for each one of your goals? Then we went back home for Christmas uh, in January. So we didn't go home for Christmas because my daughter got sick and we couldn't fly. So we went home in January and it was actually really awesome because we had a second Christmas and I'm, I love Christmas. So extending the Christmas is great. And then our flight back, this is, this says there's no business lesson in here for you, but on the flight back, we had these, cr these, um, crazy people partying on the plane. So the plane ride was supposed to leave at eight o'clock in the morning on a Sunday from Toronto, and it got delayed by three hours. So you have all these people coming to Cancun to celebrate and go on vacation, unlike us who are just coming home from Canada. And they start drinking at eight o'clock in the morning. They're doing tequila shots at eight o'clock in the morning because they think they're just getting right on the plane. The plane gets delayed and delayed again, delayed again. So they're drinking for three hours. Then they get on the plane. They bought cases of beer at the airport and duty-free. They're drinking their beers on the plane and they're vaping. So like, that's a very hazardous thing to do. And they had, you know, Air Canada had these like 19 year old flight attendants trying to stop this. Anyways, very, uh, I wasn't terrified, but it was like, my wife was like, you know, like if one of those things explodes, it can like, you know, bring the plane down. Like, I had no idea. I don't know what a vape thing is. Anyways, so that was an entertaining um, thing. We complained to customer, uh, customer service at Air Canada after, and they just, you know, totally ghost you. So don't be like Air Canada's the business lesson. Anyway, so we get back, I do blood work. I do blood work twice a year. So I'm 48 years old. My blood work is pretty much perfect, but I do it twice a year. So if you're a man or woman over the age of 35, you should do blood work twice a year, get your, re your stuff done uh, regularly so that when something pops up and starts to get a little bit out of whack, you're way better than my father who didn't go to the doctor for like 30 years. And the only time he went to the doctor when he finally had to go is because he was like nearly dying of cancer. So if you go on regular intervals, it's gonna be much better for you and your family. In February of 2023, um, we went to Guadalajara, Mexico and to a place called Ajijic, which is where my wife's grandparents used to spend their winters. And my wife's grandfather passed away the year before and uh, we spread his ashes in a certain part of Ajijic. Now, here's the weird thing is that you actually have to get a letter to transport human remains. I would have just like, hey, I'm just going to put some ashes in a bag and, and go. But you actually have to legally get a letter to uh, get on an airplane with human remains. Anyways, um, so just a warning in case you're planning on transporting some human remains this year. But family first is the lesson there. You know, my wife put together this amazing trip. Um, nobody had any idea to do this except for my wife because she wanted some of her grandfather to be in his happy place, which was um, Ahihik, which is on Lake, I, I forget the name of the lake, and um, near Guadalajara. It's on the other side of Mexico. So we flew over there and we had an amazing time. You know, my wife's mom and grandma and her uh, stepdad were there and, you know, we just spent some time there. It's a very charming town and kind of went and did what uh, her grandfather would want to do. And for us, again, family first and experiences are far more important than money and stuff. As I like to say in little videos, think about where you're going to be when you're 85 years old, sitting in your artificially powered, in a artificially intelligence powered rocking chair, thinking back on your life. And you're going to not worry about the money or stuff, but the people experiences that you had. So always be focusing on that. I don't think that's much to argue. Uh, then we went down to Tulum and we went on um, looking for houses. You know, my wife was not happy with the house that we had. So we make our decisions together. And so almost 
actually every single major decision we make together, whether it's on the girl's future, our daughter's future, or where we're going to live. We spend a lot of time thinking about this. We go for daily walks and have daily and have family meetings and all this sort of stuff because we're a family unit and we're partners in it. And so I really think that if you're getting into a partnership, you know, a relationship, if you are married, you just make sure that's partnership where you're making those decisions together. Everyone's going to be a whole lot happier. Then it was time for Isabella's first birthday. And we went to a uh, resort down here called Nickelodeon. Isabella was sick, unfortunately, but we had a good time. I can tell you everything about plenty of resorts down here in Mexico. So if you have uh, questions for traveling, let me know. Um, again, experiences over stuff. Then we went to Cirque du Soleil show. There's a Cirque du Soleil show in Playa del Carmen here near Cancun. That's just like being in Vegas. If you come down and you have the time, go to that show because it's the, it's really fantastic. Uh, then we did our baby, baby CPR. So baby CPR. So if you're a parent of young children, you know, do a baby CPR course. The instructor looked around our house and, you know, she was worried like, hey, you know, the corners, you need like the little puffy stuff on the corners of the island of the kitchen and that sort of stuff. You need the plug covers. But she said, you know what the number one thing is that um, I'm worried about in your house? And I was surprised by this is that we have those drapes and, the, you know, those um, cord things that you pull on the drapes and the drapes go up and down. She said, those are a major choking hazard for kids. So that was like the number one thing that I learned in baby CPR that day was to make sure that we tied those up and, and didn't let Isabella uh, get near those because Isabella is wild child. Uh, she had her first major incident the other day. She fell out of her, one of her strollers. It was actually, she was in her baby sister's stroller and she wasn't supposed to be in there. She climbed in and then she fell out and she hit her head, but she's okay now. She's a super healer. She healed like in a day. All right. So then I had to, uh, I had heartburn and I discovered a way to cure my heartburn. So here's the number one thing that I learned about heartburn, which surprised me as much as the baby CPR thing. So in the morning, what I would do is I get up really early and I would come down, I drink a lot of cold water and then I would have an ice coffee and then I would have a, a cold smoothie about three hours later and I have heartburn all day long. And it turns out cold beverages cause heartburn. So I started drinking warm water. Um, I stayed with the iced coffee, but, and then I didn't put ice in my smoothies and I cured my heartburn. So if you have heartburn, you might be drinking too many cold beverages. Then what else did I learn? Oh, my sister and uh, her husband came down here. Then, then we went back to Canada. And so we went back to Canada in April and Isabella was just uh, now 13 months. And she went back to Canada being able to walk about three steps in a row. And within a week at her father, at uh, Michelle's father's, my father-in-law's, he has a large house and he has a straightaway. She learned how to sprint. And it was a week she went from like walking really slow to sprinting. It was an unbelievable transformation in her life just to see her change so quickly and her develop that motor skill. Now she was like all over the place, like she was drunk, but it was really, really cool. And that was a, an amazing trip to Vancouver. Then we went over to um, the other side of Canada to see my mom, celebrate our birthdays in advance. And then we came back to Cancun because I had another mastermind meeting. This is where I had a very, uh, a personal highlight in that uh, we had a gentleman tender mastermind meeting who, um, he didn't have a business and he had had a rough life and he was looking to start a business. And he said he, he had a business and then COVID destroyed it. And he had a rough life. He had gone to prison for something that he didn't do, or at least he said, and you know, he spoke uh, very intimately and um, passionately at our event. And it was an awkward moment. It was an awkward moment at our mastermind where he talked for about 20 minutes because nobody, he, he never had the chance to tell his story, I guess. It was a hot seat, like a business hot seat that kind of went astray. I feel like when I was younger, I would have tried to end that awkward situation because it was awkward in certain situations. Everybody felt bad for the guy because he, you know, he went to prison and he was, he believes he was wrongfully accused and it was just weird. But 
we were able to, you know, go through it with him and then come out at the end of the conversation in a way that, you know, I think he felt heard and everyone else was okay with it and everyone was positive to him and the rest of the event went fine, but it was a little weird. And I I think I just handled it well. So I was, you know, give myself a pat on the back for that. And I wish him the best, the, but it was, it was a different event. Anyways, then we had Mother's Day. Now there's two Mother's Days. So in North America, you have Mother's Day. In Mexico, you have a different Mother's Day. So Mother's Day in Mexico is always May 10th, right? 10th, yeah, May 10th. It doesn't matter if it's Tuesday, Wednesday. And then obviously in North America, it's the second Sunday. So Michelle gets uh, almost every year gets to Mother's Day when we live here. So we did that. Then she surprised me with my birthday by taking me to Costa Rica. She's like, you know, just pack your bags, bring your passport. I'm going to the airport. I've never done anything like that. Um, but that's like, Michelle would do that every day if she could. And so we had uh, a great birthday in Costa Rica. We, we loved the Marriott in San Jose. I know that sounds stupid, like the Marriott in San Jose, but um, Michelle went down and had a, some surgery there in 2021. And we stayed at this Marriott for about two weeks while she recovered. And it's a wonderful hotel. They have this amazing Starbucks about an hour drive. It's on a rainforest. If you go to Costa Rica, you need to go to this Starbucks. I don't care if you hate Starbucks. I don't care if you're like a Dunkin' Donuts person like me. You got to go to this Starbucks. It's in a rainforest. It's so cool. Um, we didn't actually get to go to it uh, because we didn't have much time. Then I came back and I got uh, some coaching. I want to get some father coaching and husband coaching uh, because I'm always getting coaching. Like I recommend that you get coaching. And I hired this guy and I was disappointed because I thought that this guy and his brother and his father, who I've all known for a long time and who all have pretty large social media followings, I thought that they all had like these great marriages. That's why I hired the guy. And it turns out it's not true. And so I was kind of disappointed by the whole situation. I think the bottom line here is what you see online is, uh, in, and in person sometimes, is not really what the truth is. So uh, you got to be careful about believing what people make themselves out to be. I, and I want to show you, like, listen, I'm not perfect either, but um, when it comes to productivity, I do exactly what I say. And I, I get up at early in the morning, like I tell people to do, and I stay focused, like I tell people to do. So, you know, when you're coming to me, you're getting the real deal. But uh, so that was a weird situation. Um, then I had a very proud moment. As a second proudest moment of the year is I got my first stripe on my white belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And it was a surprise. I didn't know that that was going to happen. You know, we were just taking lessons and consistently uh, practicing and fighting and all that sort of stuff. And then one day our instructor just said, hey, here's your first stripe. And it was the first stripe for like four of us in the class. So it was really, uh, it was an interesting moment. I was like, felt like a proud kid. Um, unfortunately, the instructor then moved halfway across the world and I had to take a break because of my shoulders. So I do hope to get back into it, but for right now I'm not doing jujitsu, but I do have my first stripe on my white belt. All right. Then we went to, this is now we're halfway through the year. We're Father's Day. I went to Mayakoba, um, an amazing resort, probably the nicest resort that I've ever been to in my life. The the treatment from the staff was absolutely amazing. Better than any Ritz-Carlton or Four Seasons I've ever stayed in. So it was fantastic. It's, it's not cheap, but we got a great deal because we're locals. So we have a permanent residence card and we get all these deals on hotels and they had a Father's Day deal. So that was, that was really great. And I spent a lot of time uh, the one morning in... They have a hydrotherapy thing. So you do like sauna, cold plunge, steam room, cold plunge. And it was a very interesting morning because I did a lot of self-reflection. And so that was a highlight of my year for sure. Going back to one of the lessons I mentioned before, the more good people that you know, the easier everything in life will be. Around that time, I started building this spreadsheet. I wanted to build a spreadsheet of all my connections because I have a lot of interesting projects and I have a lot of friends who are very successful and who can help other people. So I have a friend named Brennan in Orange County, California, who's a fractional CFO. 
And I have a lot of clients who need CFO help. So I want to make sure that I'm not missing any of the people that need to be introduced to Brennan. So when I go through my spreadsheet, I can think, oh, who here on this list needs to know who Brennan is? So I can make those introductions. There's other, you know, there's coaches, there's book publishers, there's podcasters, all these people that I know. And I want to make sure that the people that they need to know get introduced. So I built this spreadsheet. I'm up to about 1,800 people. I'm trying to get it up to 2,000 people. And, you know, I, I've sent them all my book. I have uh, you know, I message, I try and message 10 of them every single day because I'm an introvert. I don't like going to events and conferences and schmoozing with people, but I can build this massive network by messaging on Instagram or messaging on email or sending my free trainings or sending my book and growing these relationships and then referring business out and getting re business referred back in. And I can do that without ever having to actually talk to them on the phone. There's many of these people that I've sent business to and got business from, I've never talked to on the phone. I can, you know, sometimes I'll do a Zoom or a podcast with them. Um, but in many cases, I can build these friendships without actually talking to somebody and add value and solve people's problems. So I'm, I'm pretty excited by that. And so I started building that out. Um, another place that we went to, because I'm just going in chronological order here, we're not going in any other order. Uh, we went to the Fives Oceanfront in a in a place, it was a hotel in a place called Puerto Morales. So you go Cancun, Puerto Morales, Playa del Carmen, Puerto Aventuras, and then Tulum. So that's like the strip that most people go to. That's like, an you know, Tulum's about an hour and a half from the airport. And so there's all these resorts from top to bottom. And Puerto Morales is a, is a small little fishing town that kind of gets passed over, but it's not too bad. Um, and we went there in late June or July of this year. And this summer was really, really hot. Like, you know, people that have lived here forever, their entire lives were complaining about how hot it was this summer. But there it had a very nice ocean breeze. So it got us through that. So now we're into July. And again, hottest, one of the hottest years uh, in Cancun. My wife is nine months pregnant. Man, it was a tough July for her. And we finally got to July 26th and she had uh, baby Sophia. Well, actually it was baby Olivia. So for 10 days, we, uh, the, our daughter's name was Olivia. And then one day we were sitting there and we, we both must've been thinking the same thing. And my wife says to me, like, what do you think of the name Olivia? I'm like, I don't, I don't know if it's the right name. And she said, what do you want to go back and name her with baby Sophia? And like, yeah, definitely. So we named her Sophia. That's Sophia with an F. Yeah. We changed her name 10 days after because sometimes you just, you know, it's got to do things that, that seem right. My wife could write a book on uh, pregnancy stuff. You know, she's done so much research on having healthy children and all that sort of stuff. <clears throat> and she wanted to have an, a natural birth for her firstborn, but it ended up in emergency C-section. Uh, you know, she, she went to this birthing center and was doing the water birth thing, and it just didn't work out. Just didn't work out after 40 hours of labor. So she got pregnant really soon after the first baby. So she couldn't have a natural birth the second time and probably won't have a natural birth the third time. So she did have a C-section again. She had a plastic surgeon to like sew her up better than, than was done the first time. And we have gotten a lot of help. So we have a daytime nanny and we had a night nurse for the first six weeks. And so the night nurse came in five days per week, you know, got up in the middle of the night with uh, Sophia. Sophia is a, much, is a much better sleeper, doesn't cry as much, you know, maybe because we were doing better things. Uh, we knew what we're doing more than uh, first time parents. So it wasn't too hard on the night nurse, but it really did help Michelle and I get, you know, six and a half hours of sleep straight some nights, uh, most nights. Um, and then two nights a week, it was just the two of us. We split it up and we were fine. Um, and so now we're back to not having the night nurse. You know, unfortunately, last night I got up at 10. It's, it's unusual. Our, our baby, our baby Sophia is a good sleeper. So some nights she will sleep from eight until 2.30, some nights even until four. But last night she got up at 10. So I got up and fed her then. And then she got up again at like 2.30 
and Michelle fed her then. So, was, but anyway, she sleeps a lot better than Isabella. And that, but Isabella is sleeping 10 hours now. So that's just a little update on that. Right after that, right after we had her uh, second baby, we had our second anniversary. So that's in the middle of August, but really couldn't do too much because Michelle could, you know, she was recovering from the C-section. And then we had in mindset training in our company. And so, you know, in the evolution of our company in the last year, we've had this coach named Gavin McHale come on. He uh, was foreign pro athlete and he's just brought a mindset training to our company that's absolutely amazing. And we did a, a live millionaire mindset and we had hundreds of people attend. We are getting his money. He has a, uh, something called dailymoneyattraction.com. If you go and watch that video every single day, we've had so many amazing success stories from it. And so I do want you to check that out. So having Gavin come onto our company, even though he came on in 2022, it's definitely been one of the highlights uh, because he's stepping into our greatness or into his greatness uh, and allowing us to step into our greatness and helping our mastermind clients. So our third mastermind was coming up in September, but first I went back to the United States for the first time in almost two years. So we left America in November of 2021 to come down and have uh, our first daughter here. I went back to the United States for the first time in September of 2023, which is crazy for me because I used to be in the United States half the year, almost every weekend, definitely every month and twice a month. I lived in a West End in Denver for 80 days in 2015 or 16. So I'm so used to being in America all the time. And it was almost two years that I wasn't able to go because of vaccine restrictions. So I went and spoke at Bedros Koulian's event, Bedros Live, and had an amazing time. And I had it, probably one of the highlights for me was dinner that I had with Jason Capital and Sharon Srivatsa, who are two very influential men in my life. And, you know, we were sitting there and I was asking Sharon for parenting advice. And it, it ties into one of the messages that I've been sharing today, which is it's all about the experiences. And so he says um, what his kids remember is not the day-to-day -day stuff, like the picking them up at school, helping them with their homework. I mean, obviously they'll remember that, but it blurs. He says the thing that his kids are most appreciative of is when he takes them on a special trip or when he does something unique with them. And so always looking to have those unique experiences with uh, kids is his best recommendation for parenting. So that was pretty cool. Then when I did my presentation at the event, I had a point in there that really hit people. And it's a, it's the, um, I mentioned earlier, the number one mistake not to make in 2024, here it is. So what most people do in life, actually, let me back up. So in 2012 to 2018, Bedros had this event called Fitness Business Summit. And I spoke at it every year. And every year I'd get up there and I'd look out in the audience. Some, there was 250, then there's 500, then there's 750 people as he grew it. And I'd look out in the audience and I'd see all these familiar faces. You know, they were here last year. And last year they came here and they were 10% body fat, but had $10 in their bank. And now this year they have 9% body fat and $9 in their bank account. And I noticed that all these people, they would come to this event where they'd learn all this sales and marketing. And then on the breaks, they'd go and talk about workouts and nutrition with all the other trainers. And they'd go home from the event and instead of applying the sales and marketing to their big problem in life, which was not making any money, they would apply all this fitness and nutrition advice to a something that wasn't a problem, which was their fitness, right? They were already 9% body fat. They didn't need to get down to 8% body fat. What does that change? Nothing, nothing. But that's what they would do. So they put a level 10 effort into a level one problem and then put a level one effort into the level 10 problem. And the mistake that I don't want you to make next year or any year is putting a level one effort into a level 10 problem. So if your marriage is a level 10 problem, don't put a level 10 effort into fantasy football and a level one effort into your marriage. If your business is a level 10 problem, don't put a level one effort into it and then a level 10 problem into getting ripped. You need to make sure that you're putting a level 10 effort into your level 10 problems. And when you start doing that, it's hard. It's conceptually very simple, but it is very difficult in practice. But when you do that, your life will change. So if you watch this far, 
Uh, that's like the, probably the most important lesson I'm going to give you, even more important than the specific definition of success. Having that level 10 problem and level 10 effort mindset, that's going to change your life. So then we had Mastermind after that was our best one yet. There was a James Clear quote that I stumbled across that was really, really relevant to my year in that James Clear has a lot of great quotes. He wrote Atomic Habits. And he has this quote that if you make a bad decision at the start of something, it doesn't matter how many good decisions you make later on. The bad decision at the start, you can never overcome it with a good decision. So for example, like if you make a bad decision, you, you know, your decision is that you're going to cross the Atlantic Ocean in a rowboat and you make the bad decision of going out when a storm is coming in. Well, it doesn't matter if you choose the right rowboat and choose the right oars, because you made a bad decision. Now his, that's a bad example, but his example is you may choose to go to therapy and you know marital therapy and try out, you know, read the five love languages. But if you chose the wrong spouse partner at the start, none of these little good decisions can overcome that bad decision at the start. If you buy a house, with a really high interest rate, you know, none of the things that you can do later on can overcome that bad decision that you made at the start. So that first decision in any line of decisions needs to be a very good decision because if it's a bad decision at the start, there's hardly any way to fix things. And that's something very important that I, I, I wrote down because I just, I just see so many people making bad decisions that once they've made that decision, especially in relationships, like it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter how many marriage books you read or marriage counseling things you do. You just can't fix a bad partner decision. So if you're, you know, like in the hangover, right? Everything in the hangover was a bad, bad decision. But, you know, getting married to somebody in a Vegas chapel that you met 10 hours ago, is a bad decision. It doesn't matter what goes on in the future. You can't fix that. So then back to reality, back to another thing that we did. We went to another nice resort called Unico. And I just, it was for a business event. And Ed Milet was speaking at it. And Ed Milet had a really great phrase in his uh, speech that day. And he was saying, hey, everybody, you know, he... And my, this is my head, my left voice. Hey, everybody, you guys are doing awesome. You know, you got a pool, you got lots of money, but you're, you're doing great. But compared to what? Compared to what, bro? And it's really, it's powerful because yes, you're doing good. And and he's talking about complacency. He's talking about overcoming the the urge to just be complacent because so many people in that audience started from nothing, got some money, they're doing great. But compared to what? Compared to where you started out or compared to what you're capable of? If you compare yourself only to what where you started out, you'll get complacent. But if you know your ambitions, your talents, your skills, your network, you know what you're capable of, how well are you doing compared to what you're capable of? And that was Ed's my let. You're doing well, but compared to what? Compared to where you started or compared to where you should be? So Amazing, powerful lesson from Ed there. And it was great to see him again. He was on my podcast in 2018. So you can go back and listen to that one. But you're doing great, but compared to what? Compare yourself to the future best version of yourself and not the past where you started. That's a very powerful lesson. After that, we went to Merida. So our second daughter, Sophia, is born with what's called an angel's kiss. An angel's kiss is a clump of um, blood vessels. So you may have seen a baby that has this, it's a red thing. So she has a red thing here. Some people have it on their lip. I mean, they can be almost anywhere in the body. I think they happen like the one in 20 kids or one in 50 kids or something. So we want to go see a pediatrician, a dermatologist specialist. Merida is a city in Mexico that has a lot of teaching hospitals. So it has a lot of great uh, hospitals and doctors. So it was about four hour drive here from Cancun. Very nice road, empty road. It was like this very nice highway that was empty. It was really kind of weird. And so we drove there and we got to this uh, nice city, Merida. 
Um, a lot of people like it, but it's really, really hot. Like Cancun's really hot and it's even hotter there. So we went to Merida and then on the way home, there's a city in between and everything was fine. So they just said, yeah, in like two years, the angel's kiss will go away. It just, it happens. Um, that's just the way it works out. And on the way back or on the way there, there's a city in the middle called Valladolid. Uh, Valladolid. Yeah, let's see. And uh, it's really cool little town. And so we stopped there and we had uh, lunch and dinner, well, lunch on the way there and dinner on the way back. And it was, it's a very cool little town. It was actually much, I liked it a whole lot more than Merida. Anyway, so we get back and then um, I went to Tulum. Then when I got back, I got some bad news. So we had a, a friend of ours named Corby Waters at our mastermind in September. He's been in the coaching industry forever. He worked for my friend Vince. Then he worked for my friend Charlie. We hired him for some consulting and he came to our mastermind in September, had a big impact on people. And then a month later, he went to Costa Rica and I guess he was swimming and I don't know what happened, but he, he drowned. That really kind of shocked our mastermind group. It shocked me. It shocked Corby. It, or obviously it shocked Corby. Uh, it shocked Vince. It shocked Charlie. It shocked everybody. And it was, um, you know, it's one of those moments where you're like, man, life can change uh, so fast. He had, a, he had a great impact, you know, he had a great impact on people and he had a great impact on people in person. And um, it was just really weird news. And, you know, one of the things that Corby did when he was alive was he donated a lot of money and a lot of his time to these charity water type of things. You know, he went and built wells and stuff like that. And so we're trying to figure out how we keep that going, uh, that memory and that effort and impact from him alive uh, going forward. So, yeah, it was just, it was a, a really weird twist of fate and news that you didn't expect. So that was some shocking stuff. Uh, but then to finish the year on a positive note, um, we went to another resort down here called Excarat, uh, and they have, there's a Excarat, Explorers, and there's, there's a whole bunch of, there's this one company that has all these parks down here. And the Excarat is a very nature themed park. So we, what we like to do is we like to go during the week. I try not to work on Wednesdays, so I don't take any calls. I might check email a little bit, but we try and make Wednesday a family day. So Wednesday, Saturday, and Sunday are family days. And, you know, we have so many resorts here. We just, you know, down and back in four or five hours. And it was a really great day. There's a butterfly exhibit uh, or mariposas as uh, in Spanish. And Isabella does this little, little arm move around butterflies. It's very cute. Then, coincidentally, my mother-in-law had her knee replaced. So my mom had her knee replaced in January, and my mother-in-law had her knee replaced in October. And my mother-in-law is a flight attendant, so she was coming. She would fly from Vancouver to, to uh, Cancun sometimes twice a month, and then stay the night at our house and then work the flight back home. So that was her last trip in October, and she got her knee replaced. So I think she's going through the healing process now. And then we found out that our house had mold in it. And so we had, uh, you know, Michelle went down the rabbit hole of trying to figure out, you know, do we, are we able to fix this? And um, turned out we couldn't. So we moved into a different house. So as you can see, there's a different backdrop in here. Then at the end of October, I spoke at the Fit Body Bootcamp Mastermind. They had a, an event down here in Cancun. And I talked about the level 10 problem and that hit people. I talked about the specific definition of success and that hit a lot of people. And I also talked about making sure that you have accountability to somebody that you deeply do not want to disappoint. Accountability to somebody that you deeply do not want to disappoint. Now, Fit Body Bootcamp was started by Bedros Koulian, who also um, is a partner in this Fuel Hunt company, the t-shirt that I'm wearing right now. And he's the accountability. He's the, the person I deeply did not want to disappoint. And that helped me improve my anxiety and my introvertedness and all the things that allowed me to get to where I am today. And if it wasn't for him, I'd probably be about 80% of where I am right now. But finding him, that 
accountability partner that I deeply did not want to disappoint moved mountains in my life. So that was the message that I gave there. Then my mom came down for end of October. I had one of the best days of my life. We took her to a water park down here called Jungala and Jungala's, you know, water slides and all that sort of stuff. And it's funny. My mom is like, oh, I don't have a swimsuit. I'm, you know, too old for that sort of stuff. She said she didn't have a swimsuit, but she did. And so she brought it down. She's like making this big deal. Like, oh, I'll buy a swimsuit when I'm down there. And then she comes down and my sister had a bag. I said, what's in the bag? She goes, mom's swimsuit. I said, I thought my mom didn't have a swimsuit. I was so confused. Anyways, so we go to the water park. My mom's like into it. You know, she's in this water park area, in this water park area. It's hilarious. And so Isabella had a good time. I had a good time. Me and Michelle went down some crazy water slides. It was one of the best days of my life because... Uh, you know, I had my two daughters, my mom, my sister, my wife, all my girls there. Uh, I just didn't have Daisy the dog there, but it was just really, really fantastic. And then they were down for Halloween, which was really cool and gave us some candy. That was an amazing trip. And, you know, that that's that's exponentially more valuable to me than a Rolex. Then we did a Christmas, uh, uh, Christmas photo shoot and then we moved houses in like two days because we had to get out of the other one. And we had to go and we had a trip to Disney plant. So Michelle, Sophia, Isabella, and I went to Disney because Isabella is obsessed with Minnie Mouse and I like Christmas and it was, uh, Disney was putting on their Christmas party. So we went there, we moved in like two days, went to Disney, came back and unpacked in a day. Um, then Michelle got sick from all that sort of stuff, but it was a great time. The only problem is that Isabella has a phobia. Uh, there's something called masklophobia, masklophobia, which is, uh, children, a lot of children have that. Some adults have it, which is the fear of mascots and people in mass. And a lot of kids have it when they're young. So she freaks out when she gets too close to Minnie Mouse and Goofy and all those people. Like she can, she can be about 20 feet away and wave at Minnie. But when she got up to them, we went to a character's breakfast. She's screaming. So it was, it was not, you know, because she has this Minnie doll that she carries around here. It was not the, in, the connection with Minnie that I wanted her to have. But it was the one that I got. So, <laughs> but the, the rest of the trip was great. We stayed at the Contemporary Hotel, which allowed us just to walk over to Magic Kingdom. Um, we, we went to the Christmas party, but we were home by eight o'clock and we missed the parade. Still, it was awesome. Um, another great experience. And we enjoyed our flight on Spirit Air. So uh, it was, what can I say? Uh, then I finished off the year with a couple of live trainings, Millionaire Starter Pack and the Vision Creation Training you know, the vision thing for me is so powerful and just knowing what you want to do, being very specific about success, focusing on your level 10 problem, having that accountability is somebody you deeply do not want to disappoint. That these are the things that, that you need to plan out. And then you have that mantra of remember the days you prayed for this, when you get through, when you get into some first world problems, I mean, that's just how I've lived my life and set myself up for success and help so many other people. So make sure that you have that in place. Now the year is not over. We're going to go to uh, Toronto for Christmas. We're going to baptize Sophia. Um, baptizing Isabella is another one of the greatest days of my life. We're going to take my dog home from Mexico. So my dog's been down here. It's too hot for her. So we're going to take her back and leave her with my mom. My mom lives on a giant farm. She can let her out the back door. Just like, uh, and it's interesting. It's coincidental is when I had Bally the dog, my chocolate lab, um, I started traveling a lot for work. And around age five or six, I gave my dog to my mom on the farm instead of having him in Toronto. And... Daisy's turning five this year and she's going to go to the farm. Uh, didn't expect this to happen. We'll probably pick her up when we move back to Vancouver in 2024. So when I plan for 2024, I think about who I want to meet, what books I want to read, what things I want to do. 
And then I keep track of it so that I can share these lessons and look back on the year. And so in 2024, what we're going to do is we're going to stay down in Mexico until about March. Then we're going to go to California. Um, we're going to go to Animal Kingdom at Disney for um, Michelle's birthday and Isabella's birthday in early March. Then we'll probably go to California because we're going to do a mastermind there with Jason Capital. Um, and one of my clients, uh, old clients, just sold his online business for $115 million. He just sent me a screenshot today of a $40 million in his bank account. Unbelievable. Uh, so he's going to speak at that too. His name is Mike Linares. And then after the mastermind in May, we're going to go back to Vancouver for at least the summer. And then we're going to do a mastermind in September, either in Scottsdale, because Bedros is doing his event in Scottsdale this year. We might do our mastermind in September in Scottsdale, or we might do it in Vancouver. Uh, we're also going to hopefully, hopefully uh, Michelle will get pregnant and have her third kid. And then you know, Isabella's going to get potty trained and I'm going to start homeschooling her and get her into some sports. So that's my 2024. That was my 2023. Those were the lessons I want to share with you. And just remembering good times and bad times. Remember, these are the days we prayed for this. So thank you very much for uh, being on this extended episode of my year of review and the lessons that you learned. And you know, people and experiences, the people you spend your time with, the experiences you have with them, far greater than the money that you make and the stuff that you buy with it. Just remember that. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and an amazing 2024. This is Craig Valentine from Early to Rise Radio. If you have any comments on this, drop them down below. Um, share this one with a friend. And hit me up on Instagram if you have any questions about growing your business in 2024 at Real Craig Valentine on Instagram. We'll talk to you soon.